Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. No set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book or not finish a book, I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And Juliana's like frowning at me because she didn't realise I was going to do a, a podcast Earlier. I just came into the office and then I just he just started the podcast. Yeah, in the this morning I was like, I think I'm not going to finish the book that I'm reading. And Juliana's like, Oh, why? What's up? And then, uh, and I was like, I'll tell you about it after breakfast. And now it's after breakfast. So I'm going to tell Juliana why I'm not finishing this book. Okay. The book, well, the first time we talk about it, let's go. Uh, the book is called Hell Spark or Hell Spark. Hell Spark. Hell's Park? Hell's Park or Hell's Park by Janet Kagan. It was recommended to me in the Books I Would Like to See Reviewed thread on Goodreads. Okay. On, on the SFBRP, SFBRP listener group on Goodreads. Yeah. Somebody, and I forgot to look it up, somebody recommended it. And okay. I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. It was like $5 on, on the Kindle ebook store. Right. And I have a... Uh, yeah, I have, you, you got the ebook. Yeah. So yeah. I got the ebook and I've been trying to read this ebook for a while now. Yeah. Started... A while ago. Okay. Um, and trying to get into it. Now, this book is a bit weird. We were talking before about the, uh, when we mentioned the uh, the, the Steerswoman yes. books. Yes. And there's like this competent woman who goes into a different situation and kind of like helps people and explains things. Explores and, things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at the time I was like, oh, this book reminds me of that. But actually, as this book goes on, I realize it's, it doesn't really remind me of that because that is a competently written or a very well written book with well formed characters and The who, Steers Woman. The Steers Woman yeah. book is actually a good book. Yeah. When I read it. What did I give it? Like three stars, four stars? I don't know, whatever. Yeah. The only reason the only reason I'm not continuing that series is because it's an unfinished, open ended series and I don't want to just read three more books or four more books of it and okay. it just like peter out into nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Hellspark is a weird one. This is the blurb here. It says, Murder, mystery, and interstellar intrigue. Lasty, a newly discovered planet, is the centre of political intrigue. Uh, they put intrigue two sentences in a row there in the blurb. Yep. Uh, recently, the planet survey team's physicist was found dead. Was he killed? If so, by who? One of his fellow surveyors? Or by one of the bird-like natives of Lasty? Um, this is the, the bird-like natives, like, like these human-looking kind of things, but covered in feathers. So, okay. like bipedal. Like, well, I guess birds are bipedal. Anyway, bird-like thing. Um, if this, if they are intelligent at all, which is proving hard to tell, into this mix arrives Tokol, a Hellspark trader who just wanted to have a vacation. After being attacked, rescuing a young woman, and going before a judge, Tokol has learned all she ever wanted to know about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Now she is seeking answers to mysteries that could save a world. World. Okay. And then the rest of the blurb is by the publishers. I think it was like been republished by Bain Books in uh, in 2016. It was first published in 1988. And this is why I was saying it reminds oh, me of this... Uh, of, of the Steerswoman. The Steerswoman, because it was like yeah. first published in the 1980s, now rediscovered in the 2000s somethings and then yeah. going on like this. So I started it. And this, the, the early part of it is kind of true. It does tell the story of Tokol, who like gets attacked and then like finds herself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. She's at like some celebration and she's a trader and she, you know, wants to, and she's got a spaceship with, has got its own mind. And the spaceship's called Maggie. Uh, <laughs> it's got, it's, it's called like the Lord Margaret something. Uh, okay. Uh, well, sounds, sounds fun so far. It, there are 
one or two fun things in it. <laughs> and you just mentioned all of them. Yeah, kind of. Well, not really, but the, the spaceship, you go, oh, okay, this is an interesting thing, but it's not explained why the spaceship doesn't know enough about the world and is constantly having to be told stuff by um, Tokol, uh, the Hellspark uh, person. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the trader from Hellspark. And so a lot of it, that all the dialogue between them is normally, you know, in these books, you get like a really hyper competent uh, spaceship, you know, yes. the, the quirky yeah, yeah. The- competent spaceship who helps solve problems here. It's just a spaceship is like someone that they're hanging out with, talk, talking to them in their head. But the human is explaining stuff to the spaceship. Right. And then it says, uh, you know, here in the blurb, rescuing a young woman. And she she rescues this young woman, and this young woman just needs things explained to her. Okay. And so you get these long uh, these long oh, dialogue <laughs> bits where Tokol, our main character, yeah. explains stuff to her, and then she arrives on this planet. And um, the idea w- the idea behind this book isn't a bad idea mm. because it's lots of people on a planet all these surveyors and they've been there for like two years all mm. working together but they're all from different other planets with different cultures different languages and different ways of talking ways of interacting and so there's these comedies of errors where someone will say something and you're like well in my language that means you want to fuck my mother or whatever you know whatever it wants to be oh. like that's not actually it but i'm just saying like what's okay. the most offensive thing you can think of and then you accidentally say it to somebody but not actually the the people that they are studying or no, surveying. No, 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 no. The, the, the best people are off to the, the sides. Just among themselves, mm. stuff keeps happening between them, mm. which is just misunderstandings or miscommunications. But then there's this thing called galling, um, which is a, uh, uh, a language. Yeah. So I'm guessing it means galactic linguistic thing. And the point yeah. of that language is that it only includes the sounds that you can make with your mouth, yeah. which are in common with all of the other right. languages. It's the smallest uh, yeah. uh, factor in common. Yeah, it's the it's the language. <laughs> is it the lowest common denominator yes, yeah, or yeah, highest exactly. common? Whatever it yeah. is, that what's the, what it, what they all got in common. Hellspark yeah. language is the opposite way around. What they do is that they make sure that their language has every sound from every other language. Oh, okay. And if they discover a new sound that's being in a new language, they'll come up with like what's the latest thing that needs a name. You and know, they include it, and then they make sure they include that sound in the whatever the new word is. So if there's a new invention or a new right. thing, and so this sounds to me, it sounds to me like oh, that's a really interesting interplay yeah. between these two things. However, it doesn't work that way because there's just too many characters in this book. Okay, and all of the languages that they speak are just fake. I don't know what they sound like. I never know what they sound like, and it's impossible to know what they sound like or what anything means. Yes, and. There's too many of them. It's not like, you know, the, in the um, uh, the memory called Empire, where it's sort of like, okay, this one person from this one culture is then going across to this other culture, like from, you know, from this small station where they have this technology and this kind of culture over into this big empire where they have this other language, other culture and other things. Yeah. And then we have two sources of comparison. We have this one and we have that one. Yeah. And that person's from there and this other person's from there. And then when they talk, they can bump into each other and you know why the languages are as they are. 
Yes. Because there's world building which says this is what they like. This is from a small small space station where there's only 30,000 people. Yeah. They are, it's a real struggle for them to keep their um, culture distinct, their language even running. And what lengths do they go to to keep their culture and language and, you know, national or whatever, national identity alive? Yeah. And then you get this other one, which is this big, sprawling, massive empire which subsumes all these other cultures and other languages and other things and other... And, and it has like a you know like a, a cultural hegemony across everything like yeah. they, they're exporting their culture all the time and so when those two things come together you can have an interesting discussion within the book yeah. about linguistics or about what things mean or what meaning means yes you know yeah in that book um the main characters or sorry in the in the second book in a Hell's desolation Bar. called peace oh, in, in a desolation okay. of peace one of the things is like oh we've got a first contact with this aliens right. thing going on and although it's kind of second contact because they in that book they've already contacted an, another alien somewhere else and we're like we're going to be the second people ever to have you know a conversation with some aliens mm -hmm. And it means something that someone is a linguist because they're like, oh, right, stuff's riding on this. Like, there's a war going on. In Hellspark, however, our main character, Turkul, is a is a polyglot. She speaks all these different languages because she's a trader. It's her job right. to speak all these different languages. Of course. But we never see those what those languages mean in those places where the language comes from. We just see a survey team on a planet and every single person on the survey team is just from a different planet with their own language and with their own culture. But we never see any of it happening. We only see the mistakes that people make when communicating. Yeah. And we only know that they're happening via dialogue of Tokol coming into the situation and explaining between the team right. of, of weirdly, anthropologists and scientists. She is there to explain to these anthropologists and scientists what what they don't understand about each other's languages and why there's uh, issues coming up. Wait a second. I, I first thought a bit what? about Lost in Translation here. No, but no, then no, no. no you, there have like, you have people whose job it is to literally communicate with other uh, yeah. or like to not communicate but to explore like other study other things study yeah. other things yeah and and then you're telling me that they are not capable of doing that to their peers no they've lived with each other for two years and they all have a language in common and you're like yeah if you have a language in common that is enough to not not I don't know. It's really difficult to say. Like there was that scene in the movie of, of Dune that we just saw yeah. where the guy comes up and spits at the other person and they all start drawing their swords because in one culture, spitting, spitting. at someone's feet yeah. is disrespectful. And yeah. then the other one is I'm giving you water. It's a yeah. sign of respect. Yeah. That scene only works because in our culture, us now, yeah. human, human, if someone comes up to you and spits at your feet, we have an emotional response to that. Yeah. And then the movie and the book is clever enough to say, oh, no, no, don't worry. It's actually different in their culture. Yeah. And that's a glimpse into what it means. It means giving someone water. It means mm. this planet doesn't have enough water. It means that you come from a place which looks like Scotland. Mm. You, you come from Caledonia or Caledon. Mm. Mm. And there's, you know, it looks like Norway actually in the movie. But yeah. then there's like water everywhere for yeah. you. Someone spitting at you is like, you know, someone's just got spit in their mouth all the time. In this culture, people, they don't, they never even have saliva in their mouth to yes. spare yeah. you know so it means a lot 
Now in Hellspark or Help Hell's Park, because like, they say every time we say it, we say it in a different way. Like every second time we say it, we switch around. Oh, that's part of the book. I thought it, it was... says that in the book. Oh, it, okay. But then that means absolutely nothing. Nothing. Because we never visit Hellspark. We don't know what's going on in Hellspark. Why do they switch it round? Why is it Hell's Park sometimes and Hell Spark some other times. Just don't know. It doesn't mean anything. There's not a glimpse into right. it. So what this book is like, hey, I want to tell, tell a story. Oh, I want to include in my story loads of stuff about languages and different cultures mm -hmm. and how it's difficult for them to intercommunicate, even if they've got a language in common. What what are the things that happen which make it that they can't communicate with each other? But it doesn't mean anything because it's all artificial. It, none of those cultures are based on my culture. None of them have like an analog to say, oh, like, yeah, this is actually, this was all set up by, you know, French people on this place. So they yeah. all ride bicycles with baguettes in the front basket and, you know, wear a stripy T-shirt. But, you know, just by saying that, like, I can then do a lot of work with French stereotypes to know that when someone has a, you know, a conversation with someone who is French, mm. you you understand straight away that, like, you know, I just ask you, like, if if like what, I, again, forget about the bicycles and the garlic breads, but like, uh, oh, sorry, baguettes, not garlic breads. The, no, is it the strings of garlic and the baguettes? Is is the is the stereotypical uh, okay. thing? Yeah. You don't know that one with, with French people? Of I don't the know stripey, the stripey, of, stripey tops, stripey riding shirts, bikes. Yeah. Uh, a baguette. With a, ba a beret. A no, but, okay, so you are a, 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 a woman and you're having a, a conversation with a French man. What are the, like, stereotypical, go as racist as you want with this one, but what, what kind of things would you expect the man to say? Like... Oh, I would say they're probably quite arrogant. Yeah. Arrogant... Sexist, uh, yeah, start maybe. making hit, start hitting on you. Uh, you know, I don't know. You can just say that, but then you say, "All right," and now you're going to have the same conversation with a Finnish person. So he's all wrapped up warm against the cold. He's just come from the sauna or mm. whatever like that. And then, what conversation would you have with a with a Finnish person? Probably no conversation. <laughs> exactly, they'd be all <laughs> reserved and quiet and not answer any questions or whatever. Um, again, it's like. That I'm not saying that stereotypes are good and, and it can be lazy to do that. But you have to put that work, a book has to put that work in first to yeah. establish what a cu culture is. And yeah. you can do it with a lazy, oh, these are like French people. Or this is the, you know, these people come from France in this place. Mm. Um, and all oh, these people are from Spain. No, and these I, people are from America. I think I, I think I understand what you're saying. I think what what misses in this book, what was missing in this book, is that we are actually spending time with with the people coming from these cultures to actually uh, get to understand and learn about them. And what we're having is a like a. Um, a potpourri of uh here are all the different things yeah and but you don't care about them and you don't know them it's it, it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense at all actually i made some notes and there's this feature actually in, in the kindle app where you make some notes uh although it doesn't sound, so um they're talking about this and this is kind of one of the points where almost i stopped reading this is 38 of the book they say something something all the sounds of the various tongues not to mention such refinements as inflection tonal changes, proxemics, and kines kines 
kinesics. And that's what those are the things that are included in the Hellspark language, like mm. all the various, all the sounds of the tongues, mm -hmm. and also inflection, tonal changes, proxemics, and kines, kinesics. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Proxemics is like how close to you, to somebody, can you be? And what does being close to somebody mean in their language? You mean like formal and informal? It means that like if I stand on your left side, what does it mean? And if I stand on your right side, what does it mean? If I stand in front of you or if I stand close to you or if oh. I stand behind you. Okay. And so there's these very fake like situations in the book where like people are going oh i want to i need to stand on their left side because that means that i'm the right status and they're going to have to listen to me and then they have to be looking at me so it just describes people trying to have conversations where somebody doesn't know about these uh was it proxemics mm -hmm. and they just turn around and the other person then has to run around the room to stand facing like so they're facing the other person again mm -hmm. and the other person does something and then turns away again and that person then has to run around in front of them to make sure that they're always standing in front okay and to one of the people in the room that's really important and to the other person in the room that's not important at all and you know how important it is to the book not important not at all but we have entire paragraphs just people talking about these things to each other and i'm just like it doesn't mean anything. I don't know, first of all, how bad this is, why it's bad in this one place and why it's good in this other place. And I also don't understand how these people have been working together on this planet for two years and they don't know this about each other. Like, nobody seems to have a conversation and say, oh, that's actually, in my in my culture, don't do, like, that's actually really offensive to me. Nobody has that. None of, none of the people in the book have any curiosity at all about anything at all outside of their own culture especially the cultures and languages of the other people. And it just leads to these mix-ups. And Takol, our main character, just has to come in and explain things to people. Okay. But these people are on a survey team who've yeah. lived together for two years, and they're and like they're... anthropologists and yeah. scientists. They should know basic things about each other. You know, it's yes. a thing also, like, I'm sitting know... to you now, showing you the, ba the, the the bottom of my foot. And you know, they say, oh, in Arab countries, if you show someone the bottom of your foot, it's like an insult. Oh, I didn't know that. It's just something you can kind of pick up. Right. You know, that's why I think that when, um, uh, what is it, in the press conference when the guy, the uh, was it an Iraqi journalist, threw a shoe at, uh, <laughs> uh, was it President Bush, I think, wasn't it? Like that. And that's like the biggest insult is a shoe. Like literally, look at the bottom of my shoe. It's, yeah. It can mean something. Yes. But it only means something if it means something. Yes. It doesn't mean something if you just say in a book, oh, that's actually really offensive what you're doing there. Why? Why is it offensive? What's the root of that? Where does it come from? And we have to see it naturally. And we yeah. have to see it impact people's lives positively or negatively yeah. for it to mean anything. Yeah, that's true. And it just shows, and this book yeah, really it's shows... Missing, it's what, missing like situations where that actually has an impact. Yeah, and it, there are no situations in this book. The only situations in this book are people in rooms together having conversations with each other. So there isn't a possibility where they're like, these two people are meeting each other for the first time. And it's in a stressful situation and one person doesn't really think everything through. So they say something which is slightly wrong in this other language. But our main character knows all of the different cultures better than the people from them. Mm. Or they, she can communicate the differences between the cultures better than the people from those cultures. She knows all of the languages. Our main character is never learning anything because she already knows everything. She's explaining things to her computer. She's explaining some things to other characters that she meets along the way. Right. But 
there isn't, you know, the whole like, oh, it's like a fish out of water, lost in translation yeah. kind of thing. No, because she's great in all of these situations with all of these different people. Okay. That's a, yeah. Nah. Well. I, yeah. And this is, let me, let me go here. So she's, she's trying to pass herself off, off as a judge. Like it's some kind of uh, figure. Yeah. Uh, like some kind of uh, role in society is one of these judges. Yeah. And she's, she's not a judge. Mm. She's not a judge, mm. um, but she's passing herself off. She'll be like, "Oh, it'll be it'll be okay," because if anybody looks up my name, they'll they'll see someone with my name as a judge. And okay. the computer is like, "Yeah, your father, like your father is a judge." <laughs> yeah, yeah, my father's a judge, which is an interesting thing. And then what happens is this: as she's having a conversation with someone called Om Im. Another thing I didn't like about this book is a lot of the names don't have capital letters at the start. They just are like, oh, it'll just be a, a whatever word without a capital letter. Okay. And some names are only in uh, in italics with no capital letter. A bit confusing. Anyway, so om im. Uh, so uh, it says uh, something, something, something. He laughed, his eyes merry beneath his gilded brows. No, Ishan, he said, uh, uh, that won't help. My hellspark may not be the best, but I can tell a hawk from a handsaw when I hear it in your tongue. Okay? And that's the joke. That's why he has a, a merry glint in his eyes, because he tells the joke. I can tell a hawk from a handsaw when I hear it in your tongue. And it, But it do, that doesn't mean anything a to me. A hawk from a handsaw. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean anything. And then it says this. It took to call a moment to understand. In the Blue Sipian translation, the words were identical, but for a C and a Sue. The difference between her name and her father's name. By the time she had grasped this meaning, she knew she had no cause for alarm. Uh, his dagger was on the table. He slid it hilt across the words. And my blade is it. So it just it goes it just goes on. And you're like, oh, so what you did is you you told you told me about somebody making a joke in a language that he wasn't making the joke in. Mm. But if. The person who she was to call translated that joke back into his, his native language. language. Yeah. So you'll realize that the difference between the words are two syllables, which are slightly like similar, but not quite similar. And then those are the two syllables which are different between her name and her father's name. Okay, which is then the same difference between a handsaw and a hawk. So, yeah, but and then all of that is translated from Blue Scipion or Galing into English, written in the book, and then we have to read the joke, and then we have to read somebody explain the joke to us, and then work out that actually Om Im is on her side, and he's joking because he's like, oh, I actually know that she's not a judge because he's doing... it. Like, there could be a way to write this in mm. a clever way, yes. this isn't it. There okay. could be a way to write it where she didn't immediately understand it. That she wouldn't be like, oh, what? I'm a bit confused. Oh, actually, I get it. Here's now the answer. Mm. Like, it would be so much better if he says, um, you know, a hawk and a handsaw. And then it goes on and like, hawk and a handsaw, what's that? And then later on, she's like, why a hawk and a handsaw? And then like two chapters later, it's revealed, oh, hawk and handsaw in his language. Like it could have been something which was that she could wonder about or and then it wouldn't matter that uh, it's translated to English from two two different imaginary languages, like made up languages into English. Mm. It's possible to make a, something interesting to me and intriguing to me, but um 
making it long running, but nothing is ever long running in this book. Okay. Every situation or any, anything like that is experienced in one sentence and then in the next sentence or in the next paragraph is then explained away or explained to somebody explicitly in dialogue by Tocol herself. Right. right. Now um, I get it. It's kind of like funny because um, when we talked about when we had the podcast about the steers woman and at that point you weren't that far into the book you kind of said there's you see similarities but what you're describing now is kind of like the opposite yeah this like book just steers, isn't as good the steers woman is like she doesn't know things and then by we get to learn it by her finding out and she she is learning and and putting thing the things that she learns yeah. new she then replaces with the things that she thought or didn't yeah. know and here it's like the opposite no it's not that it's person- someone just coming in and explaining shit to people yeah like she's there to help i mm. guess but i know it's it's, it's, it's just- it feels like it feels like we're in a book where we the readers need a translator and that Our main character is not only the translator and the, the the person interacting with the people on the planet, but also with us. Yeah. So it's not only that. But it's just like re- it's literally reading conversations about language. Yeah. It, there's none of the language there. Yeah. You know, there's never that moment where somebody does something or says because there's too many. Like I said, I can't keep track of what's Blue Sipian, what's Galling, what's Hellspark. What there's like seven or eight different like nationalities and cultures that people come from each with their own language and each one of them with different proxemics or kinesics uh, kinesics is sort of like oh i'm leaning forward what does that mean in this language right. and i'm leaning back and sometimes leaning in this in this and then it'll just be like two people oh in this language leaning mm. back means that you're mm. not interested but in this other language leaning back means that you're very comfortable with the person and mm. this language you know you can have these misunderstandings but why They, do they all come across in the book with people having conversations about these issues? Yeah. There's much cleverer ways to do it, especially with made-up languages, made-up fantasy languages, made-up mm. science fiction-y languages. Yeah. And and here is what I can hear. It feels definitely like um, less is more. <laughs> yeah, less is more. Again, the, 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 uh, the memory called empire, a memory called empire, two cultures meeting. Done. The end. That, in the second book, two cultures meeting and also and, and, some aliens first contact. Yes. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. En- that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. So With the f- culture novels, you know, you read about how they have their own like universal language as well. Yeah. I think it's called Moraine. And you say, all right, here's this person's name. Squiggly, blobbly, babbly, bingly, singly, bingly, wongly, wongly, something, something, Derek. And you're like, oh, what does that mean? Ah, okay. The first one is his, like, which orbital he's from. The next one is which clan he's from. The next one is you know his his given name the next one in his stolen name the next one in his family name the next one and you actually realize and then which name of those you get picked is then your name and you're like oh actually their name isn't just that it's also like a unique identifier Mm -hmm. because it's too different because there's like trillions of people in the culture yeah uh you then you need what is your unique identifier you know and there's reasons and and all of the culture i mean all of the culture novels are from first for the contact situation or special circumstances so that's all about going into other places you know And the best ones are where somebody arrives in a new place. And there could be like four new places in the book that they've got to go to. I mean, a lot of them are. They yeah. they go to this planet and then move on to that planet and then they go into that planet. But each one of those is happening in order without the messiness of 
um, all at the same time six other people from six other cultures Mm. arriving in a place Mm. and hanging out there so if you want to do this in this book start off on one planet do a little exploration of what conversations are like on there and solve a little problem like a, a miscommunication problem go to another country or another planet and have the same character like oh right yeah. you two people it wouldn't need even to do have it. to be that way it could have been just for example the anthropologists would have their own places set up but not just one of them but like a few of them living in separate places yeah. like in they have anthropologists town yeah. towns and then yeah 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 and you, you go know. from one to another yeah. but here no it's not like anybody can turn up into any conversation yeah. and then have miscommunications which to call then explains to them right. so anyway i got about 25% of the way into this book yeah and i was like oh i'm not really sure if i can stick with yeah, this because you, it's you, not going you me. Told me and then at 26% of the book literally 1% of the book more something happens and i'm like ooh now i'm intrigued because yeah. what's happened is someone's died and they're yeah. like uh, is it It, like how how did the die was it murder and at the same time there's this question of like if these aliens are sentient mm-hmm. um we can't redevelop this planet yeah. because you know it's yeah, their, it's planet, their planet, planet now yeah. um, but if if they're not sentient that's great and they're about to file a report and mm-hmm. some people think they're sentient and some people think they're not um uh, they can speak but they don't actually speak what they do is they just say they just repeat like birds like mimic so anytime one of their people says something mm. one of these birds will repeat their their words back so right. it looks like you know this crow it knows what it's saying it's like no it's just it's just whistling you know yeah. it's it's just a bird doing bird noises yes um so yeah that's it and then at one point someone says i accuse these aliens of murdering this person who died right and you're like Like, what do you mean by murdering them? They might have killed accidentally. Oh, but if they're murdering, it must be premeditated, which means that they're, they're intelligent. Sentient. And then yeah. they are they are sentient because they and they didn't like this person. So they murdered them. Right. So if we can prove that this person was killed by the bird people, it means it proves that the, another point. It, it proves that yeah. the bird people may be dangerous, but also it proves that they are um that they do and i was like that now it's going to kick off now they're going to exclude the bird people because they might be dangerous we're going to investigate this and we're going to do that no no change at all it just continues on with miscommunications between different people and tokol coming in and explaining the miscommunications <laughs> and i was like oh i thought this was the point where the plot was kicking off yeah. now she's got a new purpose that she's going to judge and she's going to judge if this is and if she says that oh yeah that was murder that then has to go into the report that mm. the birds are clever and it's just it And I thought it was going to be clever politics yeah. and clever intrigue. Right. Like intrigue's mentioned twice there in the first two sentences. <laughs> yeah. Lots of, of the intrigue blurb. happening, apparently. Just And it turns out just wasn't intriguing. The intrigue wasn't intriguing enough for me oh. and just didn't get in the way. So I managed to get like just under 50% of the way through. Okay. And I was like, life is too short. I've got other books that I want to read more than right. this. Right, right. Uh, Again, I'm listening to an an audiobook at the same time, like as well. I have an audiobook, and I've got this paper book here that I want to that I want to check out too. Yes, which is uh, is again, I've read it before. Blanket so. aliens. Blanket aliens, maybe. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Any other questions about the book? Um, so you got it as an ebook. Should I read it? No, absolutely not. No, okay. really not. Really not. Okay. Weirdly enough. This book is super highly rated on Goodreads. Yes, I can see that. It's got a four point zero no, sorry, a four point four zero. That's really highly rated. Very as a book. high. Really highly rated. I don't know how high how this book becomes so highly rated. 
Okay. I found it just frustrating. But I read through some reviews and other reviews are like, oh, yeah, I read this in the 1980s. And then it was republished by Bain Books. Mm. And, and now I read it and it's really great. And loads of people are getting out of it what I was getting out. Oh, it's really interesting. All of this language stuff. Mm-hmm. And it shows about different cultures and the d- issues that they have together. And there's this... And then some of them are just like, actually, but then the main mystery, not really satisfying and not really great. Mm. And and it's weird that as I was reading these five and four and three star reviews, trying to get to the bottom of like what people liked about it, they were describing everything that I've explained so far in the book yeah. and said, that's good enough. And I enjoyed it. Okay. And I'm read and everything so far in the book, I've gone like, there's behind all of this stuff there was some interesting thought experiments going on yeah presented very badly as a novel like in a novel it's it's a bad presentation as a novel of some very interesting ideas okay like i like the idea of all these different languages existing and then in this language if you show someone your left shoulder it means one thing and your right shoulder it means the other thing and what can come up with that unfortunately it's all played out between miscommunications and then dialogue explaining to you what this means in this language and then what that means in that language and why these two people were confused about it and then just explaining them to them about it is mm. enough to diffuse the misunderstanding and then... Okay, that's that's easy then. What? <laughs> if, if all you need is then an explanation... Yeah, you just of... need someone to t- tell... Oh, in your language, that oh, means you know that. Oh, you know what just means... happened? Yeah, you know what just happened like that. And everyone's like, oh, okay, we'll not fight to death in a duel then. And I was like, really? All it took was you knowing something slightly different that, oh, in this culture, that was... Oh, well, well, I'm really disappointed here because I would think that people who are whose job it is to find out about other cultures would also r- reflect on their yeah, own it's, culture it's and know that um, if and they they live together with these people for two years, they would know that yeah. what they have and what they know yeah. and what they think and their baggage doesn't translate to the other people. You you would know by then. Yes. So it's incompetent people doing a job. No, it's incurious people. Well, whose job it yes, is to be curious. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, it so doesn't this work. Why, it's like yeah. say the book is in itself in 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 something. What's what I'm trying to say? Incoherent. The book itself is incoherent. Okay. Like the world it's building, and then the people in the world. Can't, you can't exist in a world with that many people from that many cultures coming together in one place with none of them knowing about any of the body languages of anybody else. Yeah. Like in English, we, we know that Italians talk with their hands. We know that there's a, a Gallic shrug that the French do. You know, like well, there's even words that we use, which like we identify with the nationality and the, the culture and the language that is used. Yeah. To to do it like everybody knows that in Japan, someone you meet someone and you bow or you whatever, whatever it is, like even if we don't understand why or what or anything, we know that if we see someone bowing to somebody else, we know that there's some meaning there. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even if we don't know, we ask them. Yeah. Or we say, hey, yeah. I know. Like, I don't always know what this means <laughs> yeah. or what this means or what. You Luke know. now does uh, the, the, um, culture specific yeah. uh, <laughs> sign. Yeah. What's so. this? I don't know. It was done. 
Well, that's a, an offensive movement. Yeah, again, I don't know where any of these come from, but I know that if somebody does one of those things, it's, it it's m- either it either means that they just uh, totally uh, uh, insulted you, yeah, or, or that they want something from you. So what I say, I mean, to do. So in this way, if we have a language in common, because there's this galactic language, galling, yeah. just go wait. What does that? I know you're just like I don't mean to be insensitive, but like I don't know what that sing- signal means. Like I yes. don't know what that international sign language means. I know that by the end of the book, they'll work out that the birds are communicating in some way. Okay. Because of course they are, and also I just read the um, the desolation called peace, where there's literally. Uh, uh, aliens yeah. talking in ways which is which is audible but not understandable. Which yeah. you're like, oh, there isn't there is they're, they're making noises, but the noises aren't the main source of communication. Mm-hmm. Or oh, that's just a sideband. Yeah, and they even say, oh, they can make these really n- weird noises because they've got like the bird voice boxes yes. rather than human voice boxes, so you yeah. can recreate any frequencies. That's why that's why you know the birds can make the sounds of chainsaws cutting down their <laughs> habitat, which is always like you know, oh no, it's really yeah. poetic and yeah. terrible and tragic yeah. um so that's just in the book that i li- just listened to as an audiobook yeah. last okay. month or earlier this month the same thing will happen so i don't want to give away what that how the aliens are communicating in that book but there will be a way that these birds are communicating with each other in yeah. this book you know what i just don't care enough to read another 50 percent of <laughs> okay. this book to find out what that is and who the murderer is i just don't care enough to read all the way through to find out because what, what it'll be it'll be somebody going well in our culture what that the the biologist always the physicist did who was the one who was killed at the start of the book whatever the physicist did in our culture what they did was very offensive and mm-hmm. so they had to die for it and we'll be like but we didn't know it was offensive in your i just know that's how the book's going to end those two storylines <laughs> bird people are going to be communicating in a way which isn't sound based it's going to be you know mind, how they nod their head or whatever, or whatever yeah. you know yeah, how yeah. they tip their head or how they blink yes. there'll be some kind of communication channel that the humans aren't picking up on because humans are all based on sound but every Everything in this book is just screaming. It's not just about the words. It's about the tone. It's about, it's the, about the, the positioning. positioning. It's about the, the uh, where you are. What it's you... about location and orientation mm-hmm. of the body and body parts. You mm-hmm. know, there's going to be that, mm-hmm. and it's going to be like because the birds have feathers. It's going to be like how they s- spread out their feathers or plume their feathers or shake their feathers. Yeah. That's what it's going to be because that's the difference between what the birds are and what the humans are. What is the difference between the two of them that the humans aren't picking up on, despite having this language expert in the mix who knows all of these different ways yeah yeah at the point of in the book i'm saying hey maybe they maybe they do stuff biologically like they they guard their gardeners or something they're like oh gardening or like that and that then (laughs) it looks like a red herring to me it's not going to be that it's going to be something else um you know unfortunately yeah i know you just said i shouldn't read this book yeah but i find it quite intriguing (laughs) now to actually just started and maybe if i if i realize oh this is nothing this is also not for me maybe it is for you um because it's, it's there 4.4 it's there. rating we have it as an ebook yeah you i can, can just, you i can, can just, just look at it on the kindle app i can just read it yep. so i i might give this a go after i finished uh, the book that i'm currently reading what book are you currently reading i'm currently reading um don't sigh when you say it a uh, phoenix extravagant by Yoon Ha Lee. Yoon ha Lee. I'm also listening to the audiobook. I'm not halfway through. I think you're past halfway, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. I'm like uh, 80%. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah. I'm I'm about, you know, 40% of the way yeah. into that book so far. So uh, we'll keep listening. I'll keep listening to that. You keep reading that. And we'll yes, do that as the next we were, episode. We're going to talk about it. And then I've it. got James White. Oh, 
knock the microphone. James White, All Judgment Fled, which I have as a paper book, which I'm going to read. And I think you should read it as Alien well. Alien Blankets. Yeah, because because this is a book which has been a long running uh, meme or a long running uh, trope here on the on the podcast yeah. about what's the book. I'm so looking forward to finding out about this. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to read it? Yeah. All right. There you go. Thanks for handing me the book. Oh no. Okay. You're not going to read it now. You're going to finish up you and Harley. Yes. Okay, I'm going well, to finish this, up. I'm going to start reading this book tonight. Okay. So. Well, uh, so um, I I know that um, part of um, um, what you what you said to me before was that um, reading an ebook to fall asleep isn't really f- so working so well for you. With that book. With uh, oh, particularly that Specifically book. Specifically that book. Okay. Yeah. But otherwise you're you're okay with going to different formats than yeah, yeah, audiobooks. Yeah. It just it's just about a time thing. Like in the evenings what I want to do is wind my brain down yeah. uh, and reading is great for that. An audiobook is great because I can just put a, a you know, just put a bookmark in, yeah. set it for to turn off in thirty seconds thirty not thirty seconds, thirty minutes. Yeah. And then I'll just listen to the next five, ten minutes until I fall asleep. Yeah. And then invariably in the morning what I do is I wake up and when I want to listen to the book, I go back to exactly the same point and just start listening again and listen to that ten minutes again because, yeah. you know, you don't know when you're gonna fall asleep. Yes. So so, what you've missed. <laughs> yeah, what I've missed. Or it just hasn't gone into my brain. That's what yeah. happens, is that I'll fall asleep listening to it and then I'll go back and it'll be, I'll recognise, I'll remember hearing the words, yeah. but not doing any like processing yes. of character or story yes. or meaning or anything. So yes. so that's what's great. Yeah, and with the ebooks, I just have it on and then you just fall asleep and it's just on the same page. It's yeah, no problem that's true. Um, this is actually going to be the first paper book that I've read in years, yeah. this All Judgment Fled. So I'm uh, going to have to absolutely. get a bookmark. Ooh, I'm sure no, we just can find something somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like literally put... any bit of paper. Yes. We'll do. Um, yeah, so that's the podcast. I said this wouldn't take very long, but again, it's just happened to be a normal length happened. podcast. Of course it does. Of a book that I only and got I 45% got, of I them. got um, surprised by it, didn't have any water next to me. And yeah, take a glass of water. quite tired. Um, we have, ha- I haven't so, even published the book, uh, the podcast that we recorded yesterday. Yes. That's so, why all this is still set up. So because this is not finished book, no rating. Oh, no, I can rate it. What's in that? Like 1.5 stars. Like a book that I don't like enough to not... A a book... Well, (laughs) a book that I don't like so much that I don't bother finishing it is fine. But it's just not good enough, you Mm. know, for me to get through. Again, there's some intriguing... No, there's not some intriguing things. There's some things which could be intriguing to me Mm. if they weren't immediately explained away removing all intrigue. Okay. So I say the concepts behind this book I find interesting and enticing. How they're presented in this book, a complete failure. Right. So there's thoughts going on in in the author of this book, which I like. The book itself, not good enough for me to get more than 45% of the way into. Okay. So that's it. One, 1.5 stars. Good. Sorry to the person who recommended it in the, in the uh, Goodreads, SFBRP uh, listener group books I would like to see reviewed thread. Um, not all of them are going to be a hit, but at least I don't regret reading it. Okay. Because I will always, I'd like to try out authors and stuff. And again, this is like another author from the 1980s who I never read in the 1980s or 1990s. And yeah. kind of like, oh, a, a second chance of this. Yeah, that's good. Sometimes that can be a hit, like with the uh, with the uh, um, the Steerswoman book, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Sometimes not a hit. Just, oh, just... talking about this, books from the 1980s and 1990s. I, I've often mentioned that the first book 
or the last book that I read before I started the science fiction book review podcast yep. was a book called Down Below Station by C.J. Cherry. Yes. Turns out, false memories. Uh, wasn't it? You no. Know, yeah. Fake news. It was actually Finity's End by uh, C.J. Cherry. So I only worked that out by looking through the, you know, the Nebula and Hugo Award yeah. list. And I was like, oh, Down Below Station. I've reviewed that. And I've re-. and I was like, hmm. And so what I did is I got out the old hard drive and I went back to the notes that I made back in 2007. Like this thing where I'd copied some bits from Wikipedia pages yeah. into the books, like which is going to be the first book. And in the end, I started like the book after that. Right. You know, but I'd already sort of like copied some notes. And it was it was never Down Below Station. It was Finity's End. But does both it, books that I've read before, but I just got mixed up with But does it book. also have these uh, little uh, furry creatures in it? If if people have read Finity's End, yes. they will know why I just brought this book up after talking about um after talking about about hellspark Hell and and was was an did an alien kill one of the survey team people okay because i remember when you said i should read down below station yeah we figured out that it wasn't, some, it wasn't that i think you should i think if you read finitus end that one was yeah. the one you actually meant i think if you read finitus end you would enjoy finitus end a lot more than you would enjoy down below station okay yeah, and it was weird, actually, when I was reviewing and reading it again, I was like, hmm, I have better memories of Down Below yeah, Station, yeah, exactly. which I had read before. Yes. But what the book that I was thinking of was Finity's End. Yes. It's like once when I rewatched um, uh, Kickboxer but with Jean-Claude Van Damme, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, good memories of this movie and stuff. And I got to the end of it and I was like... I thought I was going to be watching Bloodsport by <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme and it wasn't. I, I watched the wrong the rubbish wrong... <laughs> movie with a different a different martial arts competition at right, the end. Right, Which he took part in because his brother was in the competition and got injured or whatever. Like it was the, okay. it's the same story setup, Of course. And the same outcome yeah. with just, uh, you know, just one is better than the just, other. Just one, the, the other one was slightly different and... Anyway, Finity's End, I might check that out again because it might be a good uh, palate cleanser from this book. Finity's End. Maybe. All right. Again, thinking all the way back to when I read that book in 2007. Yeah. So my my memories aren't always clear. That's it for me. Uh, Oh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Luke Burge. Juliana is on Twitter as well at J-U-K-U Berlin. Yes. Uh, We're both on Instagram under those handles too. Lots of juggling stuff going on at the moment. I'm going to... uh, Today is when I announce that in uh, a poll that I run about the people's favourite jugglers of the year, I'm number 21, which I'll be releasing today or announcing today. Almost halfway. I'm almost halfway. I'm I'm exactly average uh, among the top 40 Aww. jugglers of 2021. <laughs> um, and also, yeah, if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, give us a Christmas gift. That would be fantastic. Go to patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge. And uh, yeah, thank you to all of our Science Fiction Book Review podcast listeners who do support us there. Um, and it's, recommend It's books. been fantastically helpful this year. That extra little bit of money that comes in every yes. month from Patreon, it makes a huge difference in our quality it, of life. It does. It really does, does so much. Yeah. So thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.